coaching humans on how to get clear about the work they're doing. By listening to others spill their guts, I know you'll relate, relieve some stress, and find the tools to freaking do what you feel called to do. Oh, hello, boss babes. (laughs) And welcome to Business Therapy, episode 24. Getting things climbing again after hitting a plateau with getting posh with Cassandra. Somebody... Oh, it was somebody at my last workshop said that their little toddler loves when I say, good job getting your butt to business therapy. And they had me repeat it. And I did a little video telling them, good job for getting their butt to business therapy. And that made me so happy. I always feel like I've won the lottery when I can impress and delight little kids. Like if they are entertained by me or they are into me, I just feel like I'm the best person in the world. So I love when you guys share stories like that. It makes me feel so good. And you are going to feel so good after listening to this episode. My girl, Ashley Rose Reeves is with me. And I've worked with Perfectly Posh, which is a great direct sales company. They have such fun product that I really, really love. And I've worked with them for several years now. And I've loved getting to know their consultants and do one-on-one coaching with the CEO and then meet the direct sales babes and just really learn about their business and their business model because I love helping it be beneficial for you guys. So if you're in direct sales or multi-level marketing, you're really going to like this episode. And if you're not, you're really going to find good things in this episode. And Cassandra was doing a training that Ashley was speaking at and we were just so in love with her and so impressed with her. I cornered her and was like, tell me everything about yourself. And she was like kind of scared of me. But as you can see, we just became friends and I asked her, I said, I really want you to keep me updated. I want to hold you accountable. And I love the session we got to do with her because she isn't necessarily like a diehard pays attention to everything I'm doing Allison fan. And so she is speaking in her own language and her own vocabulary. And I think you guys are going to see what I mean by that. And so it was really fun to get to talk to someone who's like, what are you talking about? Right? Oh, so good. Okay. Hop in. So thank you so much. So good. So I guess I just wanted to like touch base and like see how you're doing and just what's going on with you. Same all, same all in sales. We're at that like peak point of the year right now. So it's mass chaos. I have completely overscheduled myself. My team's running around like a chicken with its head cut off. Did something yesterday I thought I was never going to do and actually reached out to the mayor of my town and offered Christmas gifts for his staff. So now I have like piled on top of everything already going on. so smart of you. What made you think to do that? There was a lady who had shared that her father owns a corporation and that she does the gifting for his corporation. And I don't really have a lot of corporate connections. My husband's a mechanic. I live in the stick. So I was like, "Eh, I'll just reach out to the see what he's got going on and like yes sure (laughs) remind me where you live again I live in a small town called Hurricane in West Virginia 
Oh my gosh, that's so funny. We have a hurricane in Utah too. Yeah, yeah. Hurricane, told her that. pronounced hurricane. Awesome. Yeah, it's spelled hurricane, pronounced hurricane. Yeah, same way. Oh, so good. I love that. So when you're doing the gifting for the mayor, is he paying or are you like gifting the product? Oh, he's paying. Like he's buying. Like you were like, hey, is this the gift you'd like to do for your office this year? Right. And but I'm have- going to do free delivery and gift wrapping and then I'll throw in some samples of additional products and addition, you know, aside from what he has purchased for the staff and things like that. It's kind of a way to get my name out there. Surprisingly enough, I have been with my company for four years and I don't have local customers. That's crazy. Is that typical or atypical of posh? I really think that I'm kind of the exception to the rule when it comes to not really having a local customer base, really. Until this year, actually, I've ran my business 100% on Facebook. And so starting... It was actually after, um, after Uncon, I started getting more into like the event scene and trying to do things more local to get some more local customer bases. Just because while my online business is super sustainable at this point, I still would like to be, you know, the, the posh girl, the local neighborhood, the one that everybody knows. I didn't grow up in this town. We're kind of an implant to this community. So I don't want to talk bad about my town, but they're kind of like, you can't sit with us. You didn't go to school with us. You can't sit with us. So I'm finally like getting out into that industry and breaking out into it. So when I reached out to him, I was like, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity and I'm just going to load him down. He can pay for what I've offered and then I'm just going to throw in a bunch of extra. (laughs) How many people are in the office? Like how many people is he buying for? It's a small city hall. So I think the last count was going to be 10, but that's 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 still ten $25 gift sets. So work me. is so smart. So do you see yourself maybe doing this with more offices? I would like to. I live in our town specifically. We have a no solicitation policy, so I can't go door to door and things like that. But I was thinking that since I've kind of, you know, put myself in there with the mayor a little bit, we do have a permitting system that you can get. So I'm thinking about looking into that. And then plus, I'm going to be joining our Chamber of Commerce in January. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Well, that's so cool. So the reason why we're recording this is because I have a, a business podcast called Business Therapy. And we'll talk to people just like about a half hour. And we'll ask like, what's a pain point for you? What's something you're working on? And Ashley was here. So I was like, let's do it together. So if you're cool, like, and and we send that podcast, it's up every week and it's, you know, so we will, um, share this if you're, if you're great with it and we'll, you know, say your name and like all the things, um, but if you want, that's kind of what I was thinking. Cause I know we had talked to you about, um, Instagram and, and, and different things, but I love your, sorry, Ashley and I are playing footsie, but, um, and, and different things like that. So we would just love, like, if you have like, um, any pain points or any questions or have you been trying Instagram? And it doesn't have to be about Instagram, but if there's anything we can help you with, we just want to touch base and like see how everything's going for you, you know? I'm the world's worst at Instagram. I don't think I'm ever going to understand how that works. Like ever. We're the world's worst at Facebook. And we don't yeah, we don't understand works. how Facebook We all works. have our strengths. Yeah. So what's your Instagram again? Um, it's getting posh with Cassandra. 
getting, getting poshed. poshed. Don't go look at it. I haven't posted anything in forever. We don't look well, at it. Well, we don't have to help you with, with Facebook. Like what are your, I mean, with Instagram, what are your pain points right now? Or what are you hoping to do? For me, I guess it's not, I don't know if it's necessarily a pain point, but it's more like a goal. I really am trying to expand my base a little bit more. And I think that when you've been with a company for a really long time and you've been doing a business for a while, you kind of get stagnant yeah. in what you're doing and you stop kind of doing the things that you originally did in the beginning to like really get your name out there and really expand your customer base and those kinds of things. So that is really my goal for, you know, going forward and into 2020 is to just really get back to the basics and to really get back to doing awesome. the things that I know that work. It's really easy as a leader of a team. I have over a hundred people under me. It's yeah. really easy as a leader to say, do X, Y, Z, and that'll grow your business. But practicing what you preach and yeah, putting, you know, the pedal to the pavement is also not something that sometimes we're actually doing ourselves. So it's really kind of a goal for me to remember where I came from and get back to doing the things that I know are going to be successful to take it even further than what I already have. Yeah, I love that. And so, you know, when you think about expanding and growing, I think like a kind of a good question to ask yourself, I do think that you're super smart to be like, kind of go back to the basics. What are the, some of the things that I used to do? But something I, I tell myself a lot, the reason why a lot of people don't grow is because growth is very uncomfortable. And the reason why growth is uncomfortable is because in order to grow, you have to do things you've never done before. Like you reaching out to the mayor. I think that it's so smart where it's like, get back to like good foundational basics. And then also what are some of those things like you've never done before. But the reason why I don't automatically even just say like, well, something you haven't done before is Instagram. So let's just focus on your Instagram, right? Right. Just because that's something that people tell you you need to do. I know Posh Ann wants me to tell you guys like how to be on Instagram more, you know, but I think a better thing to do is to look at like what your strengths are and like right. what you think like you're really awesome at. So what do you think some of your strengths are? And maybe they are some of those foundational things you used to do. Like, what do you feel like is one of the reasons? Cause you've been in Posh for four years, but like you're seeing a ton of success for people who have been in Perfectly Posh for four years aren't seeing, right? Right. And so what do you think are some of like your strengths or things that you really like to do that you're really good at that you think like have helped you? I guess that kind of plays into the fact that I decided I needed to start doing these events. I don't know how to shut up. I don't know if that's a strength or a flaw. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> but I do really like to talk and I really have a passion for the products. I started this as a customer, as a consumer. And yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, I was like, I'm just going to get a discount. I mean, why not? You know what I mean? Lies you tell yourself secretly in the back of your head, you're like, I really want this to be successful. But if I say it out loud and then it doesn't happen. Okay. So that's why like the events for me put me in a position to be able to be in front of people yeah. and to really communicate and convey that passion that I have for the products and that I have for the company. And that is also why I think my presence on social media has been so successful with yeah. Facebook because I do a lot of live videos in my presentations. I do a lot of communication with answering questions and helping to really find the right product for the person. I've never been one that just wants to have someone buy a bunch of crap just so I can get a sale. I really yeah. want to make sure that the customer walks away with an experience and that they're happy with what they have purchased. So being able to do that in the event format has really put me in a position where I can physically right there, put the product in their hand, try it, smell it, feel it, get the experience, and yeah. you can 
convey that a lot more. So my gift of gab was definitely something I thought would help me to expand more in my network. Yeah, I love that. And then the way that you use Facebook, and I know you explained it to me, but I talked to a couple people that day that I talked to you. So how do you primarily sell on Facebook? Um, I primarily sell on Facebook through a group. That's right. So I have a Facebook group. And how do they purchase? What's that like? Um, A lot of my purchases are direct website purchases. Mm -hmm. I have recently got more into doing bulk orders, customized gift sets, and those kinds of things. And the evolution of that has been because I have always been of the mindset that my business should finance my business and that I shouldn't be taking money from my home life in order to fund my business. So when I first started with Posh, I wasn't doing a lot of shipping because that's an added expense that's cutting into, you know, my commission and and my family money. With the change of our pay plan, it really did free up some additional income for me to be able to justify doing maybe a bigger discount bulk purchase and then being able to customize and ship and those kinds of things. But primarily, my sales are direct website sales. How do they get into your group? Okay, so I do do parties, like parties. I don't like to call them parties. I do pampering classes on Facebook. I create a group for that particular hostess tip when creating a group for any kind of a party. Don't leave it up forever. That's stupid. That's tacky. Nobody wants to be trapped there for an eternity. So I will do a group party where I share about the product. The hostess is going to be sharing about the product because that's super important, you know, to getting success. And when a customer makes a purchase, I do a drawing every month in my group where I give away free shipping, full-size products, half-off coupons, those types of things. So when someone purchases, I will say, hey, here's the link to my group. Your purchase is qualified to be entered. Please join my group so that I can get you entered. So that's how I pull shoppers in from parties or hostesses in order to get them in there to where it's not like another situation like join this other group so I can shove product down your throat 24-7. Are you creating other kinds of content in that group or is it just product specific? Oh no, it's not just product specific. It can't be. You can't build a community on Facebook where you're constantly just shoving buy my crap, buy my crap down someone's throat. You really have to create a type of a community or an oasis. So I'll share if, I mean, I literally shared the other day a video of a chicken chasing a little boy around the thing because that's relatable to me. I have chickens. So you want to share things that are relatable to you, but you also want to share about who you are because in this type of industry, people invest in people before they're going to invest in a product. So the more I can have them see me for who I am, I mean, if I burnt my dinner, you guarantee that's going in my VIP group. Oh, I did it again. How many people are in your VIP group? 250. So here's what you don't realize, Cassandra, is, I mean, I hope that, I'm not going to say you don't realize you're a genius, but you are. You're very, very smart and you're, you're doing so amazing. What you don't realize is everything you just told us about your group and Facebook is exactly what you would do on Instagram to build a strong community on Instagram. Well, okay. So where I get lost is hashtags. What am I supposed to do with those? Oh my gosh. Okay. No, 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 no. That is a lie. And I'm going to tell you why it's a lie. Because that's too small and insignificant of a thing to be real. You're too smart. You're too driven. You're too bold. You went to the freaking mayor. You are not not posting on Instagram because you don't know how to use hashtags. Is that a true story? 
Well, okay, so it's part of it. The other part of it is, is I feel like, do you post the same content everywhere? Well, think of it this way. Okay, so your goal is to grow. Right. So I always go back. I'm like, well, there's two ways to grow. And I'm sure there's lots of ways to grow. But let's think of it in terms of product. There's two ways to grow. There's selling more to the people you already have, increasing the sales number, then purchasing more, then buying more in bulk. That's a great way to grow. And another way to grow is to sell to more people. So rather than just trying to focus on all the ways to grow, I mean, I would ask yourself, do you feel like you're absolutely selling as much as you can to the people you have? No, and that's why there is a constant need to continue to expand, especially with the type of product that we have. People can only use so much soap. They're only going to be able to use so many face masks. I would say like most people you talk to probably aren't selling as much to the people they have as they could be. But I actually think in your case, you need more people, right? Because you're really smart. Do you think, do you feel like, I I feel like you need more people. So if you need more people, where are people? Okay. So people are at events. So you're super smart. You're going to events and people are on social media. So I would start thinking about, so your question, your original question was, do you post the same stuff in both? Well, People, in my experience, don't spend all day on Facebook and all day on Instagram. Yeah, they tend to lean one way or the other. They tend to lean one way or the other. And I'm not saying that you need to like go against everything. Like, I feel like, do you feel like you've got your Facebook group and the content like pretty on lockdown? Like it's not like draining you. And so now you're at a point where you're like, I need another platform. Right. You had 250 people in your Facebook group. Yeah. And you have 200 people on your Instagram, we just looked. So that's just as many people over there too. Yeah. And that are investing in you. And they're not, they're not as targeted as the Facebook. No, they're not. I get that. So you're not going to get that same reward that you're getting when you interact on Facebook. So you're not going to feel as encouraged and pumped up and as excited to do it as you are on Facebook, because you're not going to see that return on investment as quickly as you are on Facebook. And I get that. And I do think it's very smart. And I think a lot of people in direct sales and network marketing are not as prudent as you and not as calculated in a good way where you're like, I'm not just going to spend all this money and not be able to make it back which I think is why you've seen a lot of success. But from a business perspective, you have to spend money to make money. And and in this case, think of spending time maybe on Instagram as spending money because your time and your energy is as good as money at this point. And so you're going to have to kind of like be in a deficit over there for a while. And that can be very discouraging, especially like me. I'm like you where I'm like, I've got the gift of gab and I can get a response. And then when I don't get that response, I'm like, why? am I doing this? And so I wonder if that's not part of Instagram too, but doing it is, it feels like a waste of time. Yeah. And the only reason why I say, I don't think it would be a waste of give yourself four months, four months of consistent strategy, four months of taking things that you're posting in your Facebook group and posting them on Instagram. You could do it just and slightly tweak it like burning the dinner, the chicken chasing a kid or the chicken running the 
in a circle, right? Those are all things that would bring a community together and people would love on Instagram. Yeah. And right. so, and think of it this way too, is like every single network marketing or direct sales person I know is utilizing Facebook the most, especially perfect, perfectly posh people. Because right. there's a much clearer, easier way to see sales. And because other people have figured out the systems for you. So you're coming and improving on the systems. You're not just figuring all of them out, but you are smart enough and sharp enough to go over to Instagram and start pioneering some of the systems over there. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. And you're going to have that competitive advantage because people just aren't doing it. And we know because we work with so, I mean, I just spoke at New Skin. My friend is very high level in doTERRA in Utah. We are around all of direct sales, MLM network marketing, huge here. So what's, what's cool. Like I talked to, you know me, I found you and just like cornered you. I'm like, tell me everything. Like <laughs> I do that to people cause I'm super interested. And I really do think you, okay. So this is great because Instagram for you is perfect right now because you can do live videos, right. you can take those live videos and post them on IGTV. So you love talking to people in person. If I would even just get a friend, in person on your couch and just talk to her and tell her what you love. But again, I think you're like me, you're going to do a live video. And even if you have one person there interacting with you, you're going to interact with that person with as much vitality as you do in person. I just think you could, I just feel like you could crush it. Yeah. If you could take that same content, if it feels overwhelming at first, just start taking literally copy paste. Yeah. And I think the stuff that you're sharing on Instagram, you'll kind of see how people respond to it and then you could tweak it differently. But if getting on there at all overwhelms you at first, just start with like yeah. copy pasting the content because it's a different kind of group of people. I don't think the people that are in your Facebook group are going to no, be over there. They're not going to be the same. You're already doing a good job. Like she's already doing a good job on yeah. Instagram, right? You just aren't using it. It's no. <laughs> I don't use it. I mean, that's yeah. the honest truth of it. I don't use it because of what you said. There's no instant gratification. And in the past, there have been times where I did get consistent with posting and I was posting every day. And then I would get messages from people that would be like, oh, I want to try samples and I want to do this. And, I w-. and then I'm sending all this money out to people who genuinely have no interest. But how do you know they have no interest? Because the samples mailed ratio to Instagram versus the samples mailed ratio to Facebook is a like zero to a hundred turnaround in income. Yeah. Maybe you could say, I don't send samples. I think you could do IG live videos the way you do with your personality. You could still show them and show how they work. I would show how the mayor asked you for gifts or whatever. I think you could do all these things to make people see the product without actually sending samples for starters. But what I, which I think is really smart. The other thing is the reason why you're seeing a higher ratio of purchases to samples on Facebook is because people are finding you on Facebook via a live event, right? Via a party. Right. Through a referral system. They're interested. They're, They're more of a referral. So rather than saying Instagram doesn't work, realize cold referrals are not going to yield as much as a warm referral, but that doesn't mean you still, in order to grow, you don't have to start with cold referrals. You are going to send more samples. You are going to spend more money. But one thing that I think could help you is, would you be able to do a live and you're talking about a product and you say, when you buy this product today, I'm going to include this number of samples. And if you've been wanting to try all of these things, this is the 
way to get them. You just make this one purchase and you get all these samples because then what you're doing is you're making it so that only people who are actually willing to spend money on product get samples. Right. We have, um, with that, there is a slight limitation with our PNP when it comes to um, incentivizing for a purchase on yeah. a public platform. Yeah. And what are the limitations? You basically can't offer anything publicly that's not already offered by Posh. And since we have stopped including samples in our orders, yeah. I would have to double check with PNP, but yeah. I would imagine that incentivizing with samples for a purchase would fall under that violation. So what I would do, if you could, is say the first five people who do this direct message me and I've got something for you. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that we can do, but like to put the actual special, like right out there in public, we can get in trouble. And there is a bit of competition out there. And so So we don't want anyone getting in. Yeah. We don't want to be shady. Right. But I do think, okay, so people are direct messaging you and they want samples and you go, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. You want samples. So here's how my samples work. I asked you purchase this lotion or, or this is our most popular product. Everybody loves this. They're obsessed with it. It's the best way to get to know the product. It's better than a sample. It's going to introduce you to the long-term effects. Do you, like you just pump it up and then you go, and because you messaged me, I can also include, if you purchase this, I can include this many samples or whatever it is you can do. Right. And so that way, and, and then people can come back and be like, no, great. They're, they aren't the people who are willing right. to spend money. If it were me and I was interested in like, like trying a new line of something and I'm a person who wants to spend money and is willing to spend money on things that I want. Right? And you were like, if you buy this, you're going to get to try these three other things or these whatever other things. I'd be like, oh, that seems like a good way to get into that. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah, I agree. That's a good way to do it for sure, yeah. to protect yeah. myself while still being able to yeah. give them opportunity to try the product. When you send out the samples to people on Instagram, were they added into your Facebook group automatically? I don't add anyone automatically. I do. I have sent them a link to join. I do. I have a form that people fill out to request for samples because of allergies and those types of things. And at the bottom of that, it says, you know, there's a link to join and all those things. And then in addition to that, I would send them a link in the DM through Instagram. But like I've said, they don't. Well, they I just would, wanted I samples. Say, yeah. I mean, if they, if you want to send free samples, I would say I send samples to those that are in my VIP group. It's a privilege of being in the group. So you're saying like, yeah. this is, and not, and don't say it like, because I need you my group. It's because I want to support you. I want to be able to answer any questions you have about the product. This is the quickest and easiest way to get a hold of me. So it's not just join here if you want to add into the group, but tell yeah. them that they're going to get out of it. And then maybe right. that's a precursor to get anyone yeah. to send out free samples because then you have them to hold on to it. So think of it this way, right? Because whenever you're trying something new, that isn't going to get you a lot of reward right at the beginning. It's right. good to like incentivize yourself where like think of Instagram possibly as a place to recruit more people for this VIP Facebook group. It becomes like a funnel system. I just Right, which I guess if I think about it is essentially <coughs> no different than when I first started and I literally was like, hey, I'll give you all the crap for free. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so it is back to yeah. getting back to the basics. Yeah. It is an, an aspect, but just on a different format, a different platform. Right now, there's yeah. just not nearly as many posh people on Instagram. Like the competition is well, you, so... You saw what my keynote at last... Uncon- and I said, raise your hand if you're on Instagram nobody raised their hand. And there is so many people on Instagram. It's the fastest growing social media. Like it's, yeah. a, it's a tool that's being underutilized in Posh. And so I feel like eventually they're going to all catch up. Eventually they will. 
So well, have to. No, what they're going to do is they're going to see what Cassandra's doing. Yeah. Because that's, <laughs> no, I'm dead serious, Cassandra, because that's how this works. Somebody gets smart and innovates a new system on a different platform. And then everyone on your team and everyone in your downline and everyone looks to you. And then they're going to have you talk about it at Uncon. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, that's how this happens. It's why they had you talk at Uncon last year. You they know? had me talk because I'm the resident go-to ball buster. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's more than just that, right? It's more than just that. Because like a ball buster who doesn't like get results is just a ball buster. But I would just say, I think what you're doing is so smart, like going to businesses and trying to like figure that out and like having people order more. And I would just like ask, you know, just ask yourself, like, am I really taking advantage and like appreciating the people who are there? Am I really appreciating them? The people who do buy, am I making it so stupid easy for them to buy in bulk, to buy multiples, to buy more SKUs, incentivizing that? Because that's one way to grow. And then this other way of every time that I want to grow more, I go to a new platform. So that might be a podcast, that might be a newsletter, that's like a different platform. And every time you do that, you have to start back at the bottom. And it's hard not to take your ego and your expectations from where, like at Facebook, you're here. Oh yeah, that's exactly what it is. There hasn't been much positive return for Instagram. So when you're putting all this energy in a place that it's really not getting you anywhere. You're kind of like head against the wall and it's super easy to just revert back to what I know works. We all do. But then, and that's why I go back like to that original point of that's why so many people don't grow or why people grow to a point and just stop. Right. Because it's, and this is, it was so, that's so funny you said that. Cause last night I was talking to this guy I'm friends with and he's like, oh, like he talked to me at the beginning of the year and he's like, how did this go? And how did this go? And I'm like, honestly, this year has felt like me running into different walls over and over and over again. And it's kind of exhausting to feel like you're running full force at a wall and you're just like over and over. And I'm like, but now I've run against so many walls that now I see like a clearer path and I'll run it that one and I might hit my head against the wall again. But it's truly like, just because like we have the privilege of living in this and you see it in posh, right? We have the privilege of living in this part of the country where there are so many entrepreneurs, so many like influencers, bloggers, people on YouTube. It's just huge here. And we've been going to the same conferences and different things with like a lot of the same people over the years. And the people who really, really succeed are the people who take those risks and innovate. And those are the people who take the business, like they have, there's all these people who do like maybe a million in sales with their retail businesses. And then the number of people who hit 10 million in sales or 15 million in sales, it's like this big, but they're the people who took the risk. They're the people who kept innovating. That's why I think you've been so successful. And like what you, like you went to the mayor, like you're already doing it. So this isn't like you have to get on Instagram. No, because it kind of is. It really kind of is. At some point I'm going to have to just just realize that 95% of the work. You're already creating the content. You've yeah. already built, you're all you're already building, growing. You already have so much to offer. It's just copying and pasting for starters. You'll have to put more into it eventually, but yeah. for starters, just move that exact same stuff over to Instagram to just bring in new people that way. Yeah, right. I, because the people who are following me on Instagram are really kind of less of my customer base and more of like my 
actual real life people. And you're going to just, it's going to take a while for you to grow past them. And so what I would do for you on Instagram is you're going to need to think about like, who is it that you're talking to on your Instagram? I think that's one reason why you're so successful in your Facebook group is you know exactly who you're talking to. And on Instagram, you're probably not quite as bold or clear, like who you're Um, talking to. Who is the type of person in your Facebook group? Are they a mom? The average customer base for me is between 25 and 45. What do they believe? What do they think is funny? What do they relate to? What are their dreams? What are their goals? When I mean who, I mean psychographics, right? Right. Like what do they believe? These different things like that. And when you go into your Facebook group, you're talking to people who believe in pampering, people who believe in, sometimes I burn the dinner, but I bust balls, you know, like, (laughs) right? Like, like, yeah, I burn dinner, but I also bust balls and like, damn it, I'm the best. That attitude, that personality, you're talking to people who believe that, they pick up on that, they think that that's fun, and they're like, yeah, I burned the dinner, but like, I'm going to take care of myself. You take that same mentality of, I'm creating this content for that woman, and you bring that over to Instagram, and I think that's going to help you get clearer about what you're posting, because right now, your brain might be getting a little messed up, because you're like, well, these are my family and friends and such and such, but like, that's not who you want to stay. They might leave, honestly, and they might stay because you do occasionally talk about you, you're in maybe in your stories or you do occasionally talk about stuff like that. In our Instagram for you course, there's a content calendar, there's content ideas, there's a content schedule. I mean, like literally like everything. And I think you what you're going to be able to see is you're going to be able to see how what you're doing in Facebook already fits one of those buckets. And you just like take that content and you're like, oh, I'm going to take that. And that's the type of content here. I'm going to use that same content over here. That's what's another one of the things. There's a, a list as long as I am tall and the things that confuse yeah. me about Instagram. But that was one for me too, was like, is, do you share the same stuff? Like, do I do that until I can figure out what the crap I'm supposed to be doing over there? Again, you're bringing your expectations of Facebook and where you're at on Facebook right now. And you're bringing those expectations to Instagram. You didn't know what to post on Facebook when you got started. You just were guessing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so you're thinking I should know how to do this, but it's not the same, right? It's not the same. You don't know how to do it because you haven't done it. No, it's definitely not. And it's like going to a foreign country where you don't speak the language. Exactly. (laughs) Again, that feeling is why people don't grow. To get to the next level is sitting in that feeling. That's it. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, because it was the same way with me when I started doing events. I was like, holy crap, did I literally just drop all that money to buy all these products to take to all these places? And then I go to my second event and I sell nothing. And I'm like, what am I doing? That's exactly what it, that's it, that, that's exactly what it feels like. That's very helpful. That's good. Well, Cassandra, this has been so good. I hope this was helpful in some way. Yeah, it really was. I think it was more of like a, you just kind of have to like get over yourself and just do it. We've all been there. That's, I'm trying to get over myself every day. Every, every day. day. Well, Cassandra, you are the best. I'm glad you're doing so well. Have a happy holiday season and you're doing awesome. Aren't you just obsessed with Cassandra? Don't you just want her to tell it like it is? And like, you burnt that dinner, you know? So you can find her on Instagram at getting posh with Cassandra, all spelled out. And Cassandra is C-A-S-S-A-N-D-R-A. Isn't she amazing? 
And now for the part of the episode in which we make it really apply to you so that you can get out there and level up the way you want to and enjoy your life by challenging yourself to try new things. Let's get into business therapy. Question number one. Remember, you're really going to get a lot more out of these questions if you actually write your answers down, treat it like an assignment and challenge yourself to focus rather than just think. Because when we think, we can start thinking about a million other things. Yes? Okay. This is a good question and something to always remember. Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Now, demographics is the age, the location, the gender, the, um, they're a mom. Okay. Psychographics is what people believe. And so I know this when I am talking to you right now, and I am recording this little closing remarks for the episode. I know that I'm talking to somebody who works hard. I know I'm talking to somebody who cares a lot about the work they're doing. I know I'm talking to somebody who cares more about doing meaningful impact Actful work than they do just about making money. I know you care about making money, but if you only cared about making money, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. I know you care about creating healthy work-life boundaries. See, so when I go to talk, when I go to record this, it doesn't sound like I'm just talking. I'm talking into a phone right now. It doesn't sound like I'm talking into a phone, does it? It sounds like I'm talking to you. And the reason it sounds like that is because I know what you believe. How do I know what you believe? Because I have attracted people who believe what I believe. How am I so freaking arrogant and confident about this? Because I meet you. I meet you in person. And every single time I'm like, why is everybody so cool? And I'm like, oh, because I'm attracting people who believe what I believe. So it's a bunch of people I really love. Who are you talking to? Can you say what I just said for who you're talking to? And then when you sit down to write a message, write an Instagram post, write an email, write sales copy, are you actually talking to them or are you turning into some sort of spammy marketing robot? So I want you to really think about that. And this is, oh, this is such a good check yourself before you wreck yourself moment. Okay, question number two. This is great. I I don't even know what my answer to this one is for me. Do you need to sell more to the people you have or do you need to sell to more people? So I asked Cassandra, do you feel like you're really diving deep in your Facebook group? Do you feel like you're really diving deep around town? And she really did. And so her answer truly was like, I want to bring some new people in. So we started looking at Instagram as part of a sales funnel. And I am going to be doing some more consulting with network marketing and direct sales. And if you work for one and you are up there in corporate, bring me in because I am freaking so good at this at helping you see how Instagram can become part of a sales funnel. We can get so caught up on Instagram just being like what it is and not remember that it can be part of a bigger whole. And that's how it can be really impactful. So this question, ask yourself right now, is it, that you really need more people or maybe you're not even selling enough to the people you have. Okay, business therapy question number three, have you written something off just because it didn't work quickly? Right? Okay, so I said to Cassandra, you stopped working on Instagram because it wasn't working as fast as your Facebook was. But if you're really honest with yourself, when she started working on Facebook, she didn't have any expectations. She She was willing to be more patient. She was willing to work harder. She was willing to like try a bunch of different stuff and fail. 
fail. And then when she went over to Instagram, she wanted it to behave exactly like Facebook and give her those immediate payoffs. I'm not asking if you're doing this in your business. I'm going to ask you, where are you doing this in your business? Because there's no way you're not doing it. And I say this, I said this at my last workshop and it was really funny. I was like, honestly, maybe you were really pretty in high school and you didn't have to work really hard at something. And now you're having to work hard at your business and people don't just automatically like you. And I sincerely apologize because you are used to people just automatically liking you. I say that with like, I hope you really can hear like, I say that with no malice in my heart. Certain things have come pretty easily to me. Like I am a really good natural salesperson. So then when I actually have to like work to sell, I'm like, why doesn't anybody like me? And it's because I'm a big princess who had things come a little too easily to her. So have you written something off just because it didn't work quickly or didn't work the way other things in your life have worked before? Not have you, but where have you? And those are your business therapy questions to ask yourself. But let us remember that the achievement and the goals, they don't last forever. And the second you hit them, you're just going to want new ones. So the best thing you can do for yourself right this minute is focus on enjoying exactly where you are. Yuck. Boo. Ew. I hate that. I'm saying it to myself. I'm saying it to myself. How can I more fully enjoy exactly where I am right now? What are the things, the circumstances, the situations, the scenarios, the freedoms I am afforded because of exactly where I am? Mm -hmm, Such a good question. That's a bonus therapy question for you. You guys are doing an incredible job and I am so excited. 2020 is right around the corner and I made it a huge priority to have a few corporate one-on-one coaching spots open and I wanted to tell you guys about those. If you're making over six figures, if you've been listening to these questions and you're like, I really want to go next level. We've got an application for you. Or if you know someone or you work for someone and you're like, this could benefit them, tell them about it. You just shoot us an email to info at allisonsbrandschool.com. And I also don't want you to be missing out if you're like, oh my gosh, Allison, I'm so not there yet. Don't miss out on all the free goodies we have for you. Our newsletter, every week we send it out. We have business therapy episodes linked in it. We have action items. We have inspiration. We have cheesy jokes to make you feel good. Really, we have a lot of fun with that newsletter and we want to make sure you're not missing it. So just look in the episode description or go to allisonsbrandschool.com, sign up for our in crowd. You're going to get some special downloads as a thank you. We want you in, we want you committed because I really know that if you're in and committed, you're going to reach your goals. If you're in and committed, you're going to do more of what you feel called to do. And if you do more of what you feel called to do, the world is a better place for it. And then I can sleep at night being like, oh, look at me helping the world be a better place. So we really found a way to make this all about me. You guys are doing an incredible job. Thank you so much for your reviews. This one from Alicia Laurent is so kind. I'm going to read it. I've been listening to this podcast and Awesome with Allison. Allison gives away so much awesome free advice. You'd be stupid not to listen to all of it. I love journaling the business therapy questions each week to uncover some beliefs and get serious and intentional about the direction of my business. Alicia, thank you so much for that really kind review. It seriously means a lot to me and I'm going to promise you to actually like believe and listen to the review and not just like take it and be like, oh, but I'm not doing anything. And I challenge you guys to do the same. When people tell you that you've made impact, like don't let it be your whole value, but also don't just brush it off. I've done that in the past and then that is the benefit. That is the 
fun. That is taking out the fun when you don't let yourself say, wow, Alicia, like I actually hear your compliment and I accept it. Thank you so much. You guys are incredible. Keep sharing those reviews. Alicia, email us with your address at info at allisonsbrandschool.com. We're going to get you some goodies. And I want to remind you, if you feel called to do it, freaking do it. Love you, boss babes. My man, Mr. Eric Robertson, wants to invite you to join Pleasant Pictures Music Club. If you are a content creator, you can save 20% off with the code Business Therapy. So go to pleasantpictures.club and enjoy this jaunty tune.